Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. And Hammer, I'm going to have to let you do the introductions uh, for our next guest because I really don't recognize this guy sitting next to me. So <laughs> He's can you- lost a ton of weight. He shaved off his facual hair. My wife thinks I'm cheating oh, on her. Oh, it's Abdul. Abdul Hakeem Shabazz is back, ladies and gentlemen. Always good to be black. I'm sorry. Always good to be back. <laughs> did, was that a Freudian slip there? Or was no, that I did that on purpose. <laughs> All right. So, Abdul. We've been talking a lot. I think a lot of people have been talking a lot about this mayor's race of Indianapolis. There's a mayor's race in Indianapolis? No. Public safety is an issue. Gun control is an issue. I hadn't heard. (laughs) You once had your hat in the ring to be the mayor of Indianapolis. And from what I've been told, Abdul, a lot of people who decided to vote for the other guy are wishing they would have voted for you. Before we get into anything policy-related with Shreve, does that make you feel good or do you care? Um, I've kind of moved on. I mean, I, it, it is what it is, but hey, the voters made a decision, good or bad. Now the voters got to live with their decisions. So the other day, I said that I can't in good conscience vote for either one of these guys, Joe Hogsett or Jefferson Shreve. So I'm toying with the idea of writing you <laughs> in as the mayor. So kind of like when you're a dude, you have to ask permission of the uh, soon-to-be bride's father. You know, you have to get the blessing. Is it okay? <laughs> People like myself and me write you in for the mayor i've never ever uh told people who to vote for i always uh sort of just you know been out there my thing is this uh under indiana law this indiana has what's called a sore loser law which means if you run for an office and you lose the primary you cannot run for that office again in the general election under another political party so if you're a d you lost you can't run as an r vice versa libertarian etc etc so I'm flattered, but it probably wouldn't do you any good. Hammer, again, maybe just briefly reset why you were so upset with Sharif. And I'd love to get Abdul's take on this political blunder that's happening with his campaign. So, Jefferson Sharif rolled out his public safety plan. And there are some good things in it. I'm not going to lie. But the thing that I can't get over is how he basically blames People like me, law-abiding citizens who believe in the Second Amendment, people who constitutional carry, people who might have an AR-15, he blames them for the crime in Indianapolis. And anybody that's been here, visits here, works here, knows that's the furthest thing from the truth. So that rubs me the wrong way, and I don't want to vote for either one of these guys. I'm curious as to your thoughts. Well, here, here was my thing, and I understand. I just wrote a column about this up at IndyPolitics.org. You guys should take a look at it. I call it a uh, gun control free zone. Talk about the Indiana General uh, Assembly. Uh, in a nutshell, I understand uh, you know, guns are an issue in Marion County, particularly, particularly illegally possessed guns, particularly illegally possessed weapons. But for me, uh, both Jefferson's program and, uh, for that matter, Joe Hawks' program, I said the focus should have been on the criminal, not necessarily law-abiding citizens. Because if you're going to make somebody get a permit to, to carry a weapon, if you're going to have somebody, you're going to ban AR-15s or 17s, or whatever the hell that number is, if you're going to say, hey, you got to be at least uh, 21 years old to buy a gun, those are all things that law-abiding citizens, it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't affect criminals. 
because criminals, right. a, an 18-year-old who's going to go buy an AR-15 to go commit a crime isn't going to go to the gun store. Right. He's going to go to an alley somewhere. He wasn't waiting for the law to change right. you know, for him to commit a heinous act. Right. Or ask the legislature for permission. So for me, the focus should have been, had, had I been the, the, the nominee, my focus would have been on the people who are illegally possessing weapons, not law-abiding citizens. How do you do that? You do it you do a couple of different ways. One, you increase the penalties for people who use guns in a crime. Number two, you, you close that revolving door at the jail so someone who's got a previous gun charge isn't back out on the street you know, in 10, 15 so minutes. So the mayor has to work with the prosecutor then. That's yes. what you're telling me. Because a lot of the stuff you're talking about, and I agree with you 100%, isn't just the mayor. It falls on the prosecutor too. But there's a major disconnect. Even though they're both Democrats here, Hogsett and Mears, it feels like there's a little animosity there. A little animosity? <laughs> Let's go get cocktails sometime and I'll let you really? know. Really? Yeah. The, the, I, I, I would say this. Uh, the man, the county prosecutor- Imagine being too woke for Joe Hawks. <laughs> let that sink in for a moment. Um, I hadn't heard that before, Abdul. So there is some some tension between the prosecutor and Hogshead? I, I would say I would I would, I would I would I would characterize it as not necessarily drinking out of the same beer glass these days. Let's put okay. it that way. That's fancy talk for bad blood right there. Well, they're bringing in the new special prosecutors, right? Well, and see, and that's part of the, the mayor's plan. I actually, like was bringing in special prosecutors to work with the U.S. Attorney's Office to go after guess what? People who illegally possess and people who illegally use guns. <laughs> to me, that's where the right. focus should be because to 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 because I, I remember going over to the legislature the other day and just sort of asking around like, hey, what do you guys think about the mayor and Jefferson Shreve's plan? And after they stopped laughing, <laughs> <laughs> which is never a good sign. Yeah, with this, like I build that sign. Uh, as as I wrote in my column, I will be the head of the white supremacist organization here in Indianapolis before lawmakers pass gun control. Right, and that's the thing that bothers me. And I, I've mentioned this before, and I want to get your thoughts on this. That plan from Joe Hogsett was a hail mary from a guy who knows his poll numbers were going in the wrong direction, even. In his own party. It was a Hail Mary. He knew that was never going to become the law. He was hoping to trick stupid people who don't pay attention. But instead of his opponent going, we're going to focus on real solutions over here. We're going to go after the criminals and not the good guys. Jefferson Shreve says, by God, that's a great idea. <laughs> what, what, I, what, I, what I would have done had I been Jefferson is, first of all, I would have talked. I would have uh, at least spoken to, and he, and he may have done this, uh, spoken to some of the leadership over in the legislature. Like, hey, Here's what I'm thinking about doing. What do you guys think the chances are of this actually passing, getting through? Particularly on the gun control issue, because gun control is very, very controversial. Um, and, I, and I and I get the you know if if you're a mayor candidate, you can't always agree with your party. You got to you know step out on a limb, blah blah blah. Like I I get that, but ultimately at the end of the day, politics has always been about addition, not subtraction. Which means any policy you put out should be a net plus, mm. not a net minus. I don't think this moves the needle for Jefferson. I think it actually moves the needle back. But then again, you think they, this they, has been a minus for Jefferson? Yes. Now they could uh, spoken people have some polling data. I could be totally, completely wrong on this, but my, my spider sense tells me I'm probably not. If you would have been the nominee, what's your response when people say, well, Abdul would have had the same plan. Abdul's an establishment, borderline liberal, and he was going to come after guns, too. No, because remember, Bob, we put our public safety plan early on, yeah. even, even before the primary. Yeah, I remember. Began. Like, hey, here's what we want to do, and nowhere in there was to go after law-abiding citizens who carry firearms. So, so what what do you think happened with the Shreve campaign and the people that are advising him? Where did this left turn out of nowhere come from? You see, that, that, that I would love to find out, because unless he's got polling data out there that says most Marion County residents would support some kind of gun control measure, which I get, but, but the question is, why basically adopt the mayor's proposal? Why take out, why take out your silver bullet? 
and the polling that they claim they probably have that says Marion County residents want this. Are you polling people that had no intention of voting for you in the first place? Because it goes back to that plus minus that you were talking about earlier. It's like I said, uh, I'm not sure who they polled or, or who they spoke to, but to me, that part just seemed like the 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 no the public safety director fine the mental health I, I get people behind bars yes but but the gun issue has always has always been a, a high wire act for for a Marion County Republican and I like I said I, I don't see their logic and rationale and that gun and and basically adopting the mayor's gun control proposals because like I said once again you're just basically taking your silver bullet out out of your holster. One more thing on this mayor's race, and then I want to talk about the governor's race, which is starting to heat up as well. I've heard people say this is one of the biggest mistakes a candidate has made since the Murdoch moment. Jefferson Shreve was a dude, and you know this, that has infinite wealth, was dumping tons of money in this campaign. A lot of people wanted him to spend that money to go after Joe Hogsett, but now he's running ads glorifying himself as a gun grabber. Where does this rank in terms of mistakes? I would say I won't say it's Richard Murdoch because Richard Richard Murdoch was also like only like ten days before the election when he had the when he had the debate. I would say it doesn't help, and there's still time to turn things around because a day in politics is a lifetime. We still got you know August, September, October, so right. three months to go. But it doesn't help. Let's put it that way. Abdul Hakim Shabazz joining us. My, just one more thing, Hammer. What's it going to take for you to change your mind? I told Rob this the other day. I don't know. I really don't. It's kind of like the way the FCC rules on indecency and pornography. I'll know it when I see it. There's <laughs> look, not look, a lot look, he I, can I, say I, right now that's going to change my mind. I think this better thing is this. Eventually, your wife will speak to you again. <laughs> but probably right now, I'd probably leave that alone for just a while. Right. Again, I'm writing you in, Abdul. Whether you like it or not, I'm writing you in. I think a lot of people are going to do the same thing. My wife will not be happy. <laughs> like, I thought we were done with this conversation. Like, I thought so, too. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about the governor's race here. Uh, we got some financials in the other day, and now we're hearing some rumors that somebody else might be getting ready to jump in the race. Uh, yes. Uh, we wrote about this in the cheat sheet uh, months ago. Uh, Brad Chambers, who's currently the head of the Indiana Economic Development Commission, those people go out, you know, bring jobs, economic, economic development to the state of Indiana. Uh, I'd hear, I was hearing for a while that Brad uh, was thinking about running for governor. Uh, he stepped down this week. Uh, his official uh, resignation day is uh, be like August like 15th or 7th or something something along those natures. Now, Rob Kendall said that's the guy that makes farmers sell their land to big business. Is that No, that no, guy? no, no, no. That is... It, it is, it is it, it's, Here it's, we go. No, no, he doesn't. All right, so is, is Holcomb going to get behind him well, that's, or his see, lieutenant governor that's also now See, that's an interesting question because... Uh, when Holcomb was sort of didn't publicly endorse his Aaron Crouch, we're always kind of scratching our heads and wondering why. Because Brad may get in the race, this makes sense. Because Brad would not run for governor unless he spoke to the governor first, and the governor was aware that Chambers was going to do something. And so why put yourself in the middle of Brad Chambers over here, Suzanne Crouch over here? So if Holcomb doesn't support Suzanne Crouch... Uh that does not look good because if you're looking for those establishment uh, votes, well, see, here's the thing though. I don't think endorsements really matter at the end of the day. I would argue from Holcomb. I would argue <laughs> that if you're going to ask who to vote for, you're more likely to listen to your to your co-host here, Nigel, than some politician. True. So people over politicians. Yeah, exactly. So and in our in our in our bubble universe we live in, it's always kind of fun to sort of speculate. Well, is the governor endorsing lieutenant lieutenant governor? Blah blah. blah. At, at the end of the day, though, it's going to be the Republican primary voters who make the decision. Now, I think at the end of the day, if Brad Chambers does get to the does get in the race, 
it, it, it impacts Suzanne Crouch and also, I would say, Eric Doden, because Eric Doden used to have that job under Mike Pence, so now you can sort of have the dueling, hey, I brought these many millions of jobs and billions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. So he takes some of the, some of that away. But also, uh, in that sort of pro-Holcomb, pro-establishment vote, he now can split that. So it'll be interesting to watch when, when all this happens, but once again... Between him, Curtis Hill, you know, Mike Braun, it, it's going to be fun to watch. You should have a spirited show this weekend. When is it? Uh, the show is Saturday, 1 to 3. Abdul, thank you. Hey, thank you, my friend.